Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Friday Council. Episode 20 today. Nice hot summer cool. day. How's everyone doing, Daniel, David? Yep, fresh shower, fresh out the shower. Not a cold shower, but fresh out the shower, ready to go. Talk suffering. Yeah, yeah. No complaints from me. It's been a pretty, pretty decent day. Yeah, so, yeah. Relative, relatively high spirits. It's good. One, of my, one of my good days. Good, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, you've probably been We're having brain. a lot of vitamin D outside. Yeah, got a bit. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts. That's yeah. true. Swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah. Today, t- today's topic. We're going over the theme of suffering now or suffer later, and that stemmed from a meme that uh, Daniel found on Facebook. Tagged us in. Can you explain the meme? Oh, I don't even know if I can remember it. Oh, I'll yeah, find remember. it. It was something, it was explicitly gym related. That's a very oh, obvious yeah. example of suffering now for, for like pleasure later. Eating. I think it was suffering now for pleasure later or pleasure now equals yeah. suffering later. Pleasure now is like eating pizza and sitting on the couch watching yeah. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. That's a very apparent. Oh, have you got it up? Yeah, yeah, I've got so it here. So it? the, the top, top one, there is no such thing as not suff- suffering. So suffer later is a. One of the Doge, Doge dogs mm-hmm. with uh, fast food and then an arrow pointing to a fat Doge dog <laughs> <laughs> or suffer now and it's a Doge dog with weights and hydrating and uh, looking real flex buff. and buff. For pleasure later. Yeah, for for, for later. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, it's a interesting concept because I think it's not really one to talk about like, you know, in society we we don't like to talk about suffering a lot, but the stigma has been removed. Like it's almost, mm. it's a, a good thing. I'd say it's a good thing. I think in a way it's a good thing. To um, be able to talk about, you know, mental health and what people are going through. But I guess what does it really mean to suffer now? Yeah. I I feel like perhaps, I think in the context that we're probably looking at it, or in most cases looking at it, like suffer might be... Um, but hyperbolic of a term like we're talking about yeah like going to the gym yes it's a form of suffering but it's not like torture right it's more like it yeah. requires effort and yeah, your muscles will be a bit sore after your first few workouts but it's more like hard work is or something is probably a better way of putting it in most cases because like, yeah, we're, we're not talking about like um yeah, being tortured in the garage. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, disclaimer. Yeah, we're not talking about you, suffering yeah. in, in the literal sense. Of, yeah, yeah, being tortured or the gym, metaphorically. The gym yeah. is a very good, is the most obvious yeah. metaphor that everyone yeah. will relate to because yeah. everyone eats food. And I remember it being said that if someone someone's struggling with food, say it's not like any other addiction where you can just cut it cold turkey, like you have to eat food. It's not like I'm addicted to meth. The answer is just cut out meth. You'll be healthy without it. If you say I'm addicted to food, you can't just be like, stop eating food. So it's like, so it'd be like if you were addicted to meth, abusing it, but you needed a little bit of meth every day to survive, it'd it'd be way harder. Mm, I get the point you're making, but technically you can go a significant time without eating food. You can. Yeah. But you can't go cold turkey. Like, it's like, oh. I mean, you, you, you technically, could, technically you can. You could, you're yeah. not going to die. But it's going to be a struggle. It's, it's not going to be easy, especially yeah. if like you're used to consuming vast amounts of calories. Yeah. I, I get it. It's not practical, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's technically possible that you could go on a... But not forever. Like you oh, can no, with yeah, like <laughs> If you're eating a lot of yeah. food, like you're binge eating, and then you know all of a sudden you decided, I want to make a change, 
and you can't like you yeah. can go cold turkey but it's not it's obviously not, wise to starve yourself it's uh, yeah like it wouldn't be sustainable it's yeah. much better to progressively it's, cut back your I food think it's, uh, um, and i think that would still be the same even with substances yeah. um especially with substances that you can't i don't actually don't know about meth if you can cut it cold turkey without it, mm. like alcohol if you're an alcoholic you can't cut alcohol cold turkey or you could potentially die from seizures and same with benzos and various other drugs That's so true. you do That's actually true. have to taper off a lot of drugs or they can physically or they can literally kill you um but that's a little bit of a tangent um, yeah i did want to just mention that well a point moving on moving on from from suffering choosing to suffer now for pleasure later or pleasure now for suffering later and that everything we've mentioned it before kind of that everything is a choice like not doing something is a choice as yep. well um and in terms of suffering now we're suffering later my personal one that i've struggled with is being too stingy so with like monetarily like not uh suffering as in saving that's my yep. that's the, like what would be the in terms of suffering at the moment uh, in this context to be working su- quote suffering not having like doing yeah. what you want yeah. saving money and then but then my struggle has always been actually spending it on stuff that i actually enjoy yeah, yeah. it's a it's, it's a, a discipline thing so, too yeah. I, yeah I i mean i'm the same as you um i went through a big phase of trying to save every single penny and then you kind of i don't know maybe it's not everyone but like you see something that you want or you desire and it's almost like you need to hit that dopamine and just buy it so it's kind of counterintuitive so just because you work hard which we will obviously encourage people to do um doesn't mean you should necessarily um you know save every single piece because you don't know how long you have on the suit yeah. mm. um that's not like the the yolo you know yeah. you, um i don't even know what yolo stands for now you only live once you only live once yeah yeah that's right so so there's like it's like a discipline thing as well yes yeah. i think yeah um that's something i'm surprisingly pretty good in that regard and that i don't get urges to spend money often well sometimes i get urges but i'm pretty good at resisting them uh, i so i think a good like framework is to just like give it a day or a week you think oh like i'll give you a personal example like um a couple of years ago when i got rid of my old car i was like well now i want to get a sick car you know for turbo and stuff yeah, i remember you looking at the subaru yeah yeah yeah. And stuff. yeah the b4 subaru b4 um and you know i gave it away i'm like well i hardly drive you know i hardly go out and generally when i do drive at short short distances um and then it's you know insurance will be more expensive it's a higher risk of getting stolen petrol will be way more expensive it was like yeah it'll be fun for a week or two it'll be super exciting to drive around a nice fast car noisy car but that novelty will wear off Mm. and so i just sat with that and it just naturally that urge dissipated after a week It, it so it's almost like i lived the experience of having that car in my head which is what happens is say when you buy something you, it's exciting for a little while and then it's just like okay it's just part of my life now mm. we've all experienced that you get time to phone consume some more yeah so it's almost like i live that process in my head mm. and that that it got rid of the urge yeah. you really don't want to be as much as uh, as much as possible you don't want to be getting any uh meat uh 
what's the word like personal value from stuff yeah i really don't want to be attached to objects yeah yeah. and yeah within reason you know it's nothing wrong with buying a new shirt here or there if you haven't bought one for a while and like i bought bought it second hand to be fair but you know i bought this shirt recently because you know i only had one or two you know some of them were getting holes and stuff so i was like Mm. it's a good time to buy a 30 dollars second hand t-shirt yeah um you still need to fill your life with stuff that bring you joy and yeah there's one just want to tell a, a quick story about my so recently when i came out of the closet the weed smoking closet to my parents um one of the questions <laughs> i'm asked was well, why like you're so you're so like healthy like you're so body conscious about your your own health why would you want to do that to yourself and i wasn't going to be like oh it's he- it is healthy man <laughs> i wasn't going for that it's angle but i was like i i do i do that suffering where I like will work out and eat healthy, eat like not as tasty things. It's not as pleasurable in my mouth, but it's better overall. Um, so I can effectively have a holiday where yeah. I can enjoy yeah. reap the rewards of my healthy healthiness and go like slam a full pizza and yeah. not and, yeah. and it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that goes with everything. So that's just, yeah. yeah. I was to say it's almost like a moderation thing. Yeah. Like if you're putting in the hard work early, like. There's no harm in in, in splurging or whatever every now and again, as long as you're managing it well. And if you know you're, I think it comes down to knowing yourself. If you've got an addictive personality, which um, for me, yes, like, you know, you pick up something and all of a sudden it consumes you and you want to just keep continuing with, you know, used to gamble quite a lot, not like hardly ever anymore. But um, anyway, point being, like, if you can manage it well, there's nothing stopping you from exercising during the week and then having a cheat day sort, yeah. of, sort of thing. It, but uh, yeah, if, if it's like you know it's going to wreck you and you'll snowball. Your body continue, won't lie. Your body's very yeah, forgiving. It then, won't lie. Then like, maybe you need to cheat yourself and actually put in like barriers or it, boundaries for yourself. It's so much more enjoyable when like whatever it is that your, your, your vice or whatever you want to call it, if your vice is pizza or Coke or, or whatever – um what coke <laughs> yeah could be either one <laughs> either <for this> example. <laughs> both are yeah. very valid um but yeah whatever your your vices or your guilty pleasure whatever you want to call it um you know like, i went through a phase like that that last year where i was drinking um lots of soda dr pepper root beer i love the stuff now i hardly ever drink it um but the primary reason was the trouble was getting my teeth um but i yeah, the, your body doesn't lie it's like yeah, because I was consuming it. Yeah, I started that. consuming it daily, sometimes twice a day. Um, so I think the last time I had soda was it was either New Year's Eve or Such like an American thing to say soda. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> yeah, what do we call it here? Fizz or something? Fizzy. Yeah, fizzy like a uh, child. Last time I had, I had, a, it was a can of Coke. Um, it was like yeah, around New Year's Eve, and that was the first time I'd had it in months, and now I haven't had it since. And it, yeah, it was so much more enjoyable because it was like a one-off treat. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like that far apart. You know, once a week, probably a reasonable balance for like, yeah, cheat day, cheat meal, whatever. Uh, and it would just be so much more enjoyable if you feel like um, you put in work and you deserve it rather than, yeah. It, I think you'll, you'll subconsciously know like if you're consuming too much of something um, that 
like yeah it feel you feel guilty essentially mm. it feels guilty yeah. like oh like i enjoy this but like yeah it just feels like yeah you know it's, it's, it's yeah yeah uh, i mean for me like a, just to touch base on that example of one for me similar and since was able to go away on holiday last year and i don't know like the satisfaction for me of even though you've put in like six to eight months of saving a little bit a little bit each week by week um you know dropping some things you want to do, being disciplined in your saving, well, that in turn meant that I could have a holiday where I didn't really have to worry about money. You know, it's like try that snack or try that different nice bread or whatever, you know. Whereas if I if I went into like a store now, usually, you know, you, you're quite aware in day-to-day life, like of conscious of your spending. But on holiday, it was like, well, you know, I can do this activity, which I'd never do. And don't really even have to look at like that. That's kind the of funds. The, yeah, I agree. That's kind of the point that I wanted to highlight to mum when I was reflecting was that you you're YOLO YOLO. Especially if you're an atheist, you're YOLO. You only live once. <laughs> right. So why not? Like why not? You can, you don't want to spend your whole life like you don't want to spend die with heaps of money hoarded. Like yeah. you've missed the point. Just equally as much equally you don't want to spend your whole life like being super fit eating vegetables only vegetables all day every day and you've never tried chocolate or you've never you've never smoked weed once just to see it's not going to kill you you know just to see so yeah like that's how i see life anyway it's kind of like a smorgasbord of experiences and just cram as many in as while you're here and while especially while you're young and that uh, if you guys didn't have anything else to say on that next point yeah uh, maybe just one more thing like i've seen yeah i've sort of touched on this in a different context before but another way is that um you know life is very cyclical it's like the seasons there'll be periods where you again and i think you should do this consciously or at least be conscious of when the your the phase that you're in has changed but um you go through phases of growth so that's when you're you know for 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 six months of the year or three months of the year for whatever it be where you're working really hard you're working your ass off and you're saving all the money or whatever it is, whatever is particular to your goals. And then you have uh, a winter phase or whatever you want to call it where you take the foot off and you indulge a little more, you splurge a little more. Uh, as long as you're, I think, yeah, you're conscious of that and then you go through, yeah, that that can be another way of, 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 of I, operating. I think it's easy, especially with, I mean, with the physicality is the be- usually the best metaphor because it shows up. Like like I've just said, you, your body won't lie. So, you know, if you're, if you're slacking off too much, you're going to start becoming more unhealthy progressively, whether that looks like gaining weight or like, you know, rashes sh- starting to show up. You go, okay, I've, I need to like tip the scales back. So that's a real easy, easy one to, to recognize. It's a bit harder when you're doing things to your brain that you can't see. You can't tell if it's yeah. if the scales are necessarily yeah. um, being tilted. But yeah. with, I mean, and then when it comes to money, it's only a matter of opinion how much savings you should have it's a matter of personal opinion how much you feel comfortable with but yeah i just will add i think it's also like a scale thing particularly if you have bigger goals and i think it's an important thing you know to have short-term long-term goals but if it looks like a mountain and you're you're looking at it from the bigger picture well it's not going to happen overnight like it's all a bit of progress and it's not linear so it'll be like an example of the bigger picture maybe for yourself or um I mean, not personal, but like if you wanted to learn a language, for example, yeah. like that would take, you know, unless you're diligently studying and picking it up, 
um, it's going to take time. You're not going to be able to speak. And it can be frustrating because there's like the desire to learn. And, to learn. and so that desire should be pushing you. So like you're suffering in the sense that you have to um, work hard, put in the hours, maybe have less time socializing friends because you're learning. But in the long run, like the reward will speak for itself and you'll be able to speak another language. Mm. Um, it could be the same for the gym. You know, like you see those transformations of people where it's like, three years you know they were obese and whatever now they're like ripped and Mm. um you know look really good it's like i think it's like a it's a consistent battle of like um day to day so you could kind of treat it like a game you know it's like you can game the fire a lot day day one you know well if i do it now it's you know ticking it off you get a calendar whatever highlight it whatever um but yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. So you can say, I want to lose heaps of weight. You know, it's my New Year's resolution to lose weight. Well, you have to go like every single day and eat healthy, like, you know, less calories than you burn off. It's just the simple thing. Mm. But you just get caught of the bigger picture and, you, you know, you need to just take small chunks because time flies by so damn fast that if you're not doing the small bits now, um, the future will come before you know it and then you're back at square one mm. yeah I, I think it's important yeah that is a really good point that um progress is is generally not linear so um yeah whatever your specific goal may be there's probably gonna there's gonna be times where you're more motivated and disciplined than other times um so you know obvious examples if you're quitting smoking you might last a month without a cigarette and then you have one and then you start one cigarette becomes two cigarettes but don't give up like yeah that's just a you know um that's a a valley in the in the journey uh don't don't then just say oh well i'm a smoker again no this is part of the journey i was it was always going to be unlikely that i would completely abstain all in one go but uh, you know i know they do that with like alcoholics anonymous as well where they give them the token and they count out how many days they're sober and then if mm. you fall off the wagon it resets but that's all good it's not yeah. it's not final that's what i mean you don't then just be go back and become an alcoholic i mean obviously some will but if yeah you, you should forgive yourself and say you know yeah i've slacked off for you know a week or fallen back but that's it's just part of the journey and i'll get back on the way that's quite interesting they give they give uh, alcoholics anonymous tokens it must be a like you get like different ones when you reach certain milestones and stuff and i think then you would have to give them back if you fall off but that's is that it's not you can get them back people i'll just bring that up because people are simple in that way obviously clearly there's like as with uh when, with health and the body being real manifest and real obvious if it's something's working or if it's not that i suppose that's an attempt to try and make with do that with that addiction yeah to alcohol they'll get um, the physical tokens so you can see them yeah and, yeah. and, and amass them physically i think you just also need to be a little bit cautious like uh, maybe it's my personality but um yeah i would say there's no harm if you know you take a step back you know we're humans and we make mistakes and you shouldn't let that like get the better of you. It's then how you progress, and you know the next day. But if you start seeing yourself kind of using it as an excuse, well, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's all right. I, I can have one bad meal, and then you're yeah. more likely to do it again. But so yeah, it's like the moderation thing again. Mm. 
So there's an element of self-love in there yeah, as well. You yeah, don't want to be too harsh on you yourself. Have to be. There's, a few, um, there's a few balancing you know, acts that you have to yeah, play. I'm happy to give a personal example, which I briefly sort of mentioned um, when we were away. Like, you know, I alcohol is a substance that I've struggled with um, since, you know, being a teenager. Um, so it's something that I don't drink much anymore, but I fell back into a bad habit. It was induced by pain. That's mm. an excuse, but that was yeah so that was a convenient excuse mm. for me to start drinking again when i had um dry socket from wisdom teeth removal so it was a convenient excuse to fall back into drinking a lot um and drinking is not something that i want to be a big part of my life um and with the exception of last friday when we were on holiday which i felt was a reasonable and with other people sure. not drinking by myself um yeah so that there was a blip in the road in the three weeks um yep. in the lead up to christmas and then as i had a little bit um more a reasonable amount last week <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm probably gonna drink again but i don't want it to be a, i don't want it to become a regular thing which it was for you know a decade of my life it was a central part of my life so that's a good example i feel and it's a very common one that yep. a lot of new zealanders um will will relate to so yeah i'm inevitably will will drink again and i'm not trying to completely abstain um i just to say i don't want it to be a regular part of my life mm, a, a, yeah. a weekly or even multi times a week thing as it yeah. used to be so. yeah for me too like it was more a few years ago but when i would have like a night hour schedule where i'd be going to bed two or three o'clock and so i used to go exercise at like midnight thinking like you know everyone's asleep or doing their thing i'm out here like putting in the work but then on my way home i'd be like oh yeah go for a macca's run you know <laughs> i put in the work now and so it, it was like almost like treating it as yeah you yeah. know you've put the work in now you can enjoy it. but it wasn't getting anywhere you know yeah okay speaking of <laughs> speaking of excuses made that reminds me i wasn't didn't, didn't think of anything but then yes i had it i remember when i first had tried cannabis i thought I'll, I'll be, I know smoking's not good for your lungs. So I'll do one run for every one time I'm going to smoke it. And th I held that for a bit. And then very quickly, you can imagine what way the scales turned when, I mean, who, yeah. who goes, uh, even, <laughs> even the most fit of us can't be bothered going for runs at now as an adult. It's pretty punishing. You you kind of like negotiate with your internal voice. Mm. You're like, yeah, you know, well, if I do this, then I can do this. But it's like, it's almost like future self versus present self. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, present self should be helping future self. I feel like, and I watched a good video on this because I, I had, yeah, uh, in the lead up to that new year period, I had dropped off all like exercise habits and stuff as well. And I knew that, you know, that wasn't good. Um, I just got, yeah, lazy and sloth. Um, and then around uh, the Around yeah, a day or two after New Year's Eve, I yeah a, a, a flick switched and I was like yeah I need to like sort my shit out um get back a switch flicked or a flick mm. switched <laughs> yeah you meant a switch flicked yeah yeah that that all so um I got what you mean and oh yeah so I watched um it was like a chopped up Andrew Huberman video I've got it saved on my phone um but it was a really good one where it was just like to, something yeah I won't be able to um quote it as elo eloquently as as he said it but it was to do with like yeah like you can reprogram your brain to essentially get 
the, the, the dopamine hit from hard work, things like exercise. You can retrain your brain. Um, and again, I can't remember the exact... Is that the one about neuroplasticity? It pro- probably is. As that was a chopped up video of, of, of his. But yeah, that, that resonated with me. And yeah, and then it just yeah, it made a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, been working out, exercising ever since mm. so it's good it's good it's kind of like Fortnite now that i've been doing it that. reminds me of conor mcgregor how you can you can then you get then get the dopamine and you can back yourself which he obviously does and then but then following it up with results whether that is like gym physical results like just adds to it and then you're and then you're on kind of an unstoppable feedback yeah of I, like self-confidence i think that's the key thing is that that, that first workout is always brutal um essentially um for physical uh like lifting weights being like i remember bench pressing again for the first time in months and it was just doms oh, yeah, yeah that that is afterwards i actually like that feeling because it, it's like you know a, your muscles yeah you know you've you've yeah. done well but it was just that the the, the struggle and you're just like oh i'm so weak uh, i used to be able to do this easily but if you push past that first workout, the second one so much easier. And now I'm back to the point where I actually enjoy it. So that's it. My brain has been retrained um, to actually enjoy that. Leak day is still a struggle as it is for, yep. for yeah, many others. Sucks. But I love doing upper body. Um, I still do leak day. Um, but yeah, it's not quite as enjoyable. Uh, and I think it's a way way better feeling getting your dopamine whatever it is i know that's such like an overused term dopamine Mm. um but whatever it is getting a feel good um buzz yeah yeah feeling good from from doing hard work feeling like you've achieved something it's way cleaner guilt-free guilt-free is what it is like you was that i can indulge in alcohol um having you know not put in any work and stuff and yeah it'll it's because it's technically altering the chemicals in my brain. I'm getting that dirty buzz from it. But that's what it is. It's a dirty buzz. Mm, it's like, a it's a it. guilty pleasure. Uh, and so I feel good, but it's like, uh, but it's, yeah, it comes with strings attached. Whereas you put in the work in the gym, at work, business, whatever it may be, just reading books. It's, yep. it's a, it's no strings attached. Essentially. It, it's a, it's a guilt free um, pleasure. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, exact same in concept, but uh, over a temporal scale. So working hard, so suffering, working hard slash suffering now and or before now, ideally, versus so you can cash out in your in your retirement, which is how you run, how the, our society set up, right? You just work until yep. you're sixty five. So you're basically suffering for till you're sixty five for all intents and purposes. And then, and then supposedly you can have a holiday. But yeah. uh, what do you guys reckon about that? And possibly advice for I think it's uh, even young for younger. Terrible, not in the sense that people like. I think it's because when you get to sixty-five, you're not going to just suddenly enjoy sitting on the beach all day every day. I think it's a stupid concept. Um, I say not the working part of it, although that may not be perfect or ideal for many people, but this idea that yeah you just work this for this period and then afterwards you just chillax and do nothing or whatever just go on holiday mm-hmm. I, i've seen it in my parents especially my father um it's a little bit better now that my parents are both retired so that they can do things together but it is 
bored bored because he's retired and now he's just sitting at home doing nothing <laughs> i think it's also hard for everyone who's younger especially us because it's like unfathomably far away to imagine what it's going to feel like yeah, intrinsically well, feel like to be that old but i can't imagine and when we're that old we won't remember how well we felt right now yeah. exactly because it'll be it's such an eerie fairy yeah. thing but there's no way you're going to feel this like sprightly and you're like oh sweet i can like Start investing in stocks. I yeah. can uh, go work out tomorrow, and then I'm I, like, you're just not going to have the energy. And it's and easy to forget that. I think like, oh, I'm pretty I'll lucky. Be the same as I am now. I'm pretty lucky in that I do have a lot of time. Just as natural as I get, I make money from the value of my decisions, not the time I put in. Um, so I, at the moment, although I'm filling my time a bit more now, but I know what it feels like to. And that's what I mean. It's not a good feeling to just sit at home and watch YouTube videos all day or, or lounge around. So that humans, I don't think that maybe there will be exceptions. Maybe some people will get a kick from just sitting and reading books all day. And yeah. that's cool. But I think for a lot of people, that day will never come. You Humans, m most of us, I believe anyway, are designed to be working on things. It doesn't have to be like a job. It can be like hobbies. Or you, so you build chairs or whatever. Do you, do you reckon there's going to be a split in that between male and female? There could be. I can only speak as a male. Um, so it's possible that that's more of a masculine desire, drive to be doing things. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I would that. say. Yeah, in my, I can't. In my anecdotal experience in my life. but um, Yeah, but I, I think a way better way to look at life is yeah, just right. look at it as, as, a, as it's one big thing, not this thing that suddenly changes at 65. Yeah. And for a lot of people... Um, yeah, they do continue working past 65. And I mm. think a big reason, some of it will be financial because, yeah, I already see it with my parents and they are, you know, m higher end of the middle class. They, they're they feeling the pinch a bit, you know, mm. at, at the it's moment. It's not as fun as it was promised to be, like, it's No, and, and they've, they, they've had to pick up, like, odd jobs now, like, um, doing exam supervision and stuff because mm. they've realized, oh, shit, you know, like, yeah, this money isn't, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just a way better idea is to, an ideal world find a job that you enjoy um or start a business that you whatever it be find yeah a way to make money that you enjoy and you'll probably just want to keep i mean you've you'll probably change like your your um interests will change over the course of your career but i think that yeah like a good example would be like clint eastwood um like he's like 92 and he's still like it, I think he still acts and certainly produces movies because he loves what he does, and that's what I mean. He doesn't just he didn't, mm. he didn't just turn sixty five or seventy and be like, "Well, I'm retired now." No, because he loves what he does. So I think in an ideal world, find and it doesn't even have to be like your dream job or just something that yeah, get, yeah, you get reward. Like you feel like I'm a, I'm doing a good job here and I'm doing a service to society or, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Do I, you think uh, it's your it's all of our parents' faults, but your parents are slightly older and already are retired? Um, are your parents retired? Wow, well, one parent's retired. Okay. Yeah. Do you reckon they sold kind of a a bit of a yarn yeah. in that way? Yeah, as a that, as a yeah. like, it's not really their fault to have no. expected, and then all of a sudden facing the reality, and like, oh, yeah, no, and it's not quite as good as it was. As yeah, you could get quite conspiratorial with this and say that yeah, yeah that the system has been designed to be like a beehive. Yeah. That the powers that be, the economic system, mm. needs you to work this job for for forty years. Um, or 45, 50 years, whatever it is, um, so that you pay your taxes to prop up the system. Yeah. And I just want to mention a couple of things. Yeah, sure. Once you're, no, once you're finished. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, I do. It's, yeah, as I say, you could, 
is yeah. a, is an whether it's a conspiracy or not, it definitely helps uh, the rich get richer. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I, yeah. I don't even think it's as like I. Yeah. I think it's more if you think about just all the things, um, and, and we can. It would be a little bit of a tangent, but like we're reaching a tipping point where birth rates are below replacement rate. It's it's not necessarily like this group at the top that's profiting from it that may be part of it, but just the everyday things, the hospitals, the to keep them running, people have to pay taxes, all these the to build roads and all this stuff. So you have to have all these bees working to keep the colony um functioning just for, for things that we all yeah. have basic everyday yeah need I access think- to. Um, just in terms of, because obviously you're talking about retirement in the sense that when, if you put the work in and you can get to a stage where you're not relying on the government, so you're, you know, fully fund yeah. your own retirement, then like if you've put the work in, you know, you, you've got the passive income, you can still live a modest lifestyle, but yeah. then it's kind of like what you do with your time. It's, so I don't know about if it's just your parents or something, but I would hope looking into the future when i retire well then my priorities might change and it'd be like looking after grandkids and spending more time with family yeah or, yeah yeah, yeah. Or things like that there, there's certainly an element of that so, but, so that's it yeah. your 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 balances might change where and my parents certainly do that and when they like are looking after grandkids yeah they're occupied but that's not all the time they're not looking after grandkids every day yeah. so i still feel uh for most people you're probably uh, and that's it. If your money is not an issue, it might just be um, that you're part of a community group. Um, it is one yeah. of my things that my dad took up, and I guess you could say it's a good thing. Is he's like play? He's got like a prominent role in the church now. He like gives communion, goes to like rest time, give communion and stuff. But yeah. I don't think he did that because for some altruistic reason. That might maybe a part of it. I think he did it to fill his time. <laughs> and so it's a, it can be these things can be beneficial for both yeah. you can it can be good a good thing for society and people and also just to mm. to to give you a sense of that you're yeah doing yeah, I think, something i think worthwhile. Thank, thank god humans are naturally wired i think they're naturally wired i don't know if he's doing it purely selfish but it's definitely a win-win yeah so thank god that we're wired that way that it becomes a win-win and then that's what i'm trying to say i don't i think for most of us the day that comes where we're just happy to lounge around I don't think that will come. I think you'll always want to be um, tinkering with yeah. with things. Um, well, we, men- we mentioned it last time with uh, on a pod- couple of podcasts ago that I never got to mention, but how like a large proportion of the lottery winners become like alcoholics. They they don't really enjoy well, it, broke. and it's because I think because your responsibility, which could also be translated to suffering for this context, responsibilities are kind of a form of suffering. Uh, and that you have to put in work to, yeah. to maintain them. That's where meaning comes from. And so when you win the lottery, all your responsibilities are gone, yeah. which is also wiped out all your meaning as well. Yeah. And, and so that's I what that's I, I, so I can relate to that on a much more scale because I, yeah, don't, me I, too. Don't, me too. I don't have enough money that all my, you know, I don't even have my own house, but in my day-to-day life, like, yeah, I don't have to get out of bed at a certain time. I don't have responsibilities to an employer um and and it's yeah that that has left a void uh especially in the off season rugby off season um when as that's been a little bit different now that i've refocused with with the trading and stuff um but yeah it, i i've had periods of my life where i've been left with this void where i was like i want to be doing something i just can't figure out what it is that i want to mm. be doing that's what i'm saying it, it will make you essentially i relate to that feeling. yeah de- depressed um, if you don't have that, yeah, 
that that uh thing that that gives you purpose or whatever you want yeah. yeah i think when you have when you're in the midst of the responsibilities it's real easy to be like oh, life would be so much better without them it, and then the, all of a sudden you yeah. win the lottery and you're on the beach it's the class- like the fourth day in a row and you're like yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. That might have a few brews. And I can think <laughs> Two of. Years later. I can think of, and this is, this is the way to sum it up: is it's all about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Uh, but I can think of personal examples of that uh, multiple times in my life. Uh, I can only think of one off the top of my head, but I know it's happened more than once. But a good example, like finishing high school. It's like, oh man, I hate high school so much. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to finish school. Yeah, and then be able to do what I want. Yeah, work then, to earn money. You know. Yeah, and then school ends, and it's like, oh shit! Now I'm no longer at my friends all day. I'm no longer in essentially uh, Facebook in real life. Yeah, yeah. Fa- <laughs> that's a it's the perfect analogy. That's what it was. You know, there's all little dramas and subgroups, and there's always something going on. It's very stimulating. It's very stimulating, yeah. and uh, and then all of a sudden that's gone. You didn't think about it. Uh, another example that's not personal to me would be uh, like raising a child and then they leave the home or even in earlier stages, if you think about the most intensive years, are you know, probably the first five, even the first 10. Two, two would be probably the pinnacle, wouldn't it? First two years. The first two years. Yeah, like, especially for the mother who's breastfeeding and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, Jesus, so much hard work. And then it's gone. And then you're like, Oh shit! Like now, what do I do? That's what I mean. Child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, try a lot, a lot and, try do. And chase that. A lot do. A lot chase do. The it's probably, chase probably, it's probably redose. It, it honestly, it's another probably, child. Yeah. Uh, a fact of um, a consideration. Yeah, different. That makes. Uh, I mean, sure, that'll be very difficult to argue against. That seems to be often what happens. I, I mean, yeah, you probably Although can't. With my parents, they always plan. You for probably two, can't so. get much you know more meaning in your life than raising a mm. child right especially in those infant years where they 100 yeah, yeah. rely on yeah you. like i said it's that, the ultimate responsibility yeah, and the it, ultimate but, meaning i don't think that's but you would during that period there would have been so many times oh change the nappy it would have been so many times that you're pissed off waking you're upset, up, in waking the up in the middle you would have been furious at the time you would have felt like shit but then when it's gone yeah it's yeah. so there's really something to that i think the vast majority of humans enjoy having some degree of responsibility and some i think man key, or woman man or woman yeah, yeah for sure and, and and i think a key part of it is also seeing like like results so like you can see the res- results of your nurturing a child yeah uh, and i think that's where a lot of people, and this is a common thing that I've heard, you know, um, probably guys like Andrew Hoopman and others talk about on YouTube, like is where a lot of people are going wrong with these modern jobs is it doesn't feel like they're part of something, like it's a meaningful job. Yeah, they turn yeah. up in the office every day, but it, does, it doesn't feel like they're driving the company. Into yeah. Right, you know, it doesn't feel like they're... It's a change in, and also just business acumen in general now. It's like it used to be a thing past 20 to 50 years where if you were part of a company yeah you're it was like, like your cult yeah, yeah you you're were like embedded a in the com- you're a company man you're loyal to the company now it's like thrown out there where Just a, you should change jobs every two yeah. or three years to um build your income and it's like well where is the i can see the the yeah. benefits to both yeah. but then you kind of lose purpose yeah. if you're not sticking to something well it, mm. it depends on the job it, it is it yeah is well, i know what you mean yeah uh, good there's a meme i think you've probably seen this meme thrown around uh it's like um when tradies drive past like a site that they've worked on yeah it's like yeah. oh yeah we're, and that's it that's so me, like that's me yeah so but that so even though you don't um enjoy your job i do overly, i do okay yeah, I really so do. You, yeah 
Um, but that's it. So maybe if we're talking like a perfect world, it's like a, a dude who's running his own building company or contracting or something. And, and like, yeah, he's like super proud. It's like, yeah, I built like a house for someone or I fixed, you know, I did something that had meaning. I put in work and I can see the the fruits of my labor. And so I think that's the key is, is seeing that your work has like produced some sort of result and is probably not many better other than raising a child building like a physical structure but it doesn't have to be that um if you can just see that yeah like yeah your your role as say and that's a good example yeah um of like yeah a company man they can see like i put the engine in the ford uh, you yeah. know i'd like it as well driving that kind of yeah. like uh not a teacher but if you're a teacher yeah and that's a great you example. see a student outside of school that you've taught and yeah. seeing what they've done and you're like well i put input into that person's yeah. life it's a form of parenting yeah really. it, it, shapes, it parenting. them into the successful adult yeah. they are and it's like i was part of that you it's, can't claim the, the true rewards but you, you know it's yeah it's huge and that's why i sort of had this discussion you know um it's debatable whether teachers are paid enough or not uh certainly having um parents as teachers they didn't feel that they were paid enough and i sort of went through like a conversation with them where i was explaining um yeah like because i think there's a sense that yeah like they're doing a, a noble job so they should be paid highly but i was explaining like the economics of it i was like schools aren't you know they in the case of a state school rely on tax pay money which is never enough of so and they don't really generate money. You can argue that, yes, that they produce students who then go on to be productive members of society. That's a valid argument. They pay their tax. But, but, yeah. but generally, they're not like directly creating yeah. money. They're burning money. So I was explaining. So as opposed to like um, a strip club owner, that's the complete opposite. That's mm. a, you know highly degenerate. It's not really playing. It's not driving society forward. But people pay big money to have their sexual desires um met yeah. and things like that so i was explaining like the economics of it just because a job is like noble or good doesn't necessarily equate nurses is another one doesn't equate mm. to pay and and then we just ended up yeah like i was like yeah that's right teaching it's like a vocation that's it you're not in it f and for the money um you yeah you're in it for like that's it to you're you're getting a kick out of it you're helping Especially, I guess, I mean, at all ages, but, you know, probably especially if you're teaching young kids to, you know, read and write, you know, that's that's pretty, like, a massive, it is a massive role. And so, I'd say, so there is a valid argument there that they should be paid more because they are helping develop yeah. all these people who go on to play. The benefits borne by society. Yeah, it's just not, some, it's in, not really somewhat indirect. It's not, yeah, like, and yeah, they're not, um, yeah. Do you want to say something? Oh, I was say if you finish with that that topic, I just mm -hmm. had something that I wanted to to bring up in terms of suffering. Like, so I like I have I have a friend or a couple of friends that you know when you ask them how they're doing, they'll generally spin it into like a negative way. It's like, oh, you know, I've just my legs are so sore because I've been going for runs in the afternoon, and it's like good on them for doing that first and foremost. But then it's like they're putting it out there as like I'm doing all the work, you know, and, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there a merit to like suffering or putting in the work in silence as opposed to um, doing it like in an outward sense? 
I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't okay. know if that makes sense. Yeah, it, do, it does make yeah. sense. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think there is. Uh, I think, yeah, we briefly touched on this before we started recording. It, it's so it's pretty related to this, but I was saying like when I left high school and I was a very lost individual and I was seeking ways to, um, you know, make money online because I, you know, I wasn't gonna be working a regular job, um. And so like, I stumbled across the sort of, you know, self-help um, niche, niche, whatever. Um, you know, most people probably know Tony Robbins. He's kind of the, the, the main man in that industry. And as I, I take his stuff with a grain of salt. But yeah, the one thing that from watching all those videos and reading those books and stuff that stuck with me is is take responsibility for your own situation and don't complain. And somewhat of a tangible we touched on like like life in another um pod life is not fair um and and yeah and this is where it can get murky because you're going to be like oh but i was born into like this abusive family and yeah so you'll know if this stuff is for you or not it's not going to be for everyone and i'm not saying that yeah if you're born into your you know this horrific situation that this is the right advice for you but if this resonates with you which is that for me when i oh that really resonated with me and it really stuck with me ever since mm. um just yeah don't complain like yeah bad shits will happen to you this life is not fair mm. like lots yeah. of little things are gonna go wrong and Com- just take it on the chin and as yeah. say we're all human we will have moments where you you will complain but snap out of that quick yeah. and and just yeah i think you can get so much further and you'll feel so much better about life if you can train your mind to just, yeah. Yeah. I think what I was going to say as well is I remember this is a habit that I had a few years ago or even coming up to recent times where, you know, people would ask you like, hey, what do you, be, you if you haven't seen them for a while, what are you up to? And you're like, you know, I'm doing this, 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 and this. Or that you tell them you're working on a goal. Um, but then if you don't, actually complete it you, you kind of feel like a fraud in a way it's like or like if i say oh, i'm you know i'm trying real hard to go to the gym or you know i want to look buff or whatever um and then you you fall you fall short it's like well i'm kind of like a like a failure so if you don't tell people what you're doing and you just do the work in silence well it's like i think there's probably more merit there it's like well if you bump into someone year or two years time then you go wow man that guy's been putting in like so much he looks so good like he's lost a heap of weight or yeah done whatever i don't know if it's better or worse in in either case i couldn't say one is definitely worse or better because you can some people it really helps them it like feed feeds back to them to motivate themselves when they tell other people not that's really for me as well i like to do things in secret and then come out yeah be like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um i think this is from the bible um and this is is, i think this is great because you don't have to be um religious for this to resonate resonates with me is you know i think it it's uh God, I don't pray for an easy life. I pray for the strength to endure a tough one or something. Something mm. along there. I didn't get it yeah. right, but it's you get. Sounds the, like what they say, uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous, almost. I think, mm. yeah, I think they grant pre- me that has serenity close Christian to, ties, to. I think it does, yeah. does it does. Yeah. Um, but that that really resonates with me. Um, 
and I think, yeah, if you can, again, it might not be the right piece of advice for someone who's in a, an abusive relationship. If you're like one of us, you're just this regular dude whose life's, you know, yeah, it, it might resonate. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it resonates with me. I think that, 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 that's really good. And I sort of think about that whenever I'm in a, a bit of a fix, I'm in a, a bit of, yeah, um, and then, yeah, you sort of like just meditate on that for a moment. And, and yeah, I can't say much more than that. It just resonates with me. And yeah, I think that's man. a good good way good way to look at life. I, is. I think so too. And oftentimes I just see the, the Bible and other old old books as essentially like the world's first or maybe the world's best self-help books. Great great point because it's ways. certainly... If you want to look at I've, it no, I've seen, secular, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say you don't have to be. I'm not very religious. Um well, I am Catholic technically, but <laughs> so maybe I'm just coming coming back to my Catholic roots. But no, I don't think you have to be um, relig- like that's it. There's plenty of wisdom in the Bible that you don't have to yeah, necessarily um, hmm. believe in, in in the religion There's itself. There's something I, I just plenty oh. of wisdom. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I I would say as someone who identifies as a Christian, like it is almost. It's like a yeah, it's like a true self help book, but there's an ultimate meaning behind it, and there's a purpose mm, to is. how how we live life. And so so like you look at it as the New Testament obviously talks about the life of Jesus, but then also it's like a way to live life post him mm. dying and resurrecting, waiting for him to return again. So it's like it's like a guide guide like guideline teaching you how to live. yeah and. This may, it's like advanced mode, being actually yeah, Christian, reading the Bible. This, this <laughs> may, you get deeper. You this get deeper. may be like a frowned upon way to view it if you're a, a, a Christian, but if it works for you, you can also replace the scripture where it's God or Jesus with the universe, something like that. You can if that if that resonates with you more, if you feel mm. that you're heathen. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was, yeah, that's what I was, that, I was gonna say Bless heretic. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it might make me a heretic or a heathen or a pagan or, or whatnot. Um but I you know it, it, Well no no single word can encompass God anyway. So that might literally yeah. be the exact same thing but, anyway. Yeah if you just if you if the idea of there being superior oh. power which isn't the Christian God of Jesus but you feel that there is, no, if you replace that, I think that can work just as well. If yeah. that's, you know, if there, and I mean, I would always encourage people who aren't to read the Bible as a Christian, but there are some like certain scriptures mm. that even, um, I would say people have used in the past that they don't actually realize is biblical. Mm. So, yeah. And, or it's and been tweaked it's slightly. It's been tweaked a, slightly. Then, yeah. But like, there's one phrase, because we're talking about suffering, but there's one, I'll just share this one anyway, from the book of James. Um, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Um, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So I, I would say... like, Is that the last bit again, slowly? Oh, right. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything so i think what i'd like interpret from that is obviously if we know we're going to be constantly living um and experiencing trials through life and there'll be hardships and suffering quote we're talking about suffering but um like as, as a christian if you're interpreting the scripture 
then it's like well if you persevere and you keep working through that time time and time again then in the end you'll get the reward yeah Yeah. that is perfect segue i wanted to mention or ask you guys if you think and i know because i know suffering big theme in not only christianity but all all religions especially buddhism um buddhism actually states that life itself is suffering do you guys what do you guys think about that as as like underlying everything throughout all our lives it's like a maybe it's not quite the right word like you said the older i get something <laughs> the older i get yeah yeah and but but then and then how and then the reward or pleasure is kind of like again wrong word but like a mastering of that yeah. suffering for brief moments yeah. feels so good because of the suffering but yeah. it feels like that there's something that, base level that ties that, in that is yeah reality that is I life that ties into what we're just saying i think for so many of us including myself we're striving for happiness pleasure big one for me and obviously humans in general mm. pleasure mm. quicker it's pleasure but it's not very sustainable i think that ties into yeah i think more sustainable and a different feeling which is still a very good feeling is, is meaning yeah mm. so that's it so like that's what I mean. Um, I also liked what you said about dirty buzz and clean buzz. They yeah. made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that's kind of related to what, what you're saying. It's yeah. a, it's a, um, and I, I, I haven't read the book, but famous A Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl living in a concentration camp. He found mm. purpose in the most inhospitable place, you know, um, like that. And again, you don't have to be that extreme, right? So, but that's just an example of someone who was in the most extreme places. Do you want to give the quick, like a real, like a thirty-second synopsis of that? Yeah, well, so I haven't if read you the, can, I haven't read the book, but you I know, know what it's about. I know that. What's it called? I'll look it up. Man, uh, man search for meaning. Give it, a, give it, because I know it's a bit of a story, but give it a real quick. Yeah. So, well, so he's a Jew in a in a concentration camp, um, and uh, you know, it, it, so that's a. a presumably slave labor malnourished all of that and you know he's seeing everyone around him lose hope but something he he so that's i haven't read the book so i can't can't tell you exactly what it is but he found hope and something he gave something which gave him drive which probably played a big part in him staying alive because i think it's another big one for humans is and i think this is when what leads people if they have a lack of hope is when um suicide becomes much closer people mm. i think so yeah hopelessness is big so there's a lot of people in the concentration camp naturally very hopeless they couldn't see a better few you know mm. this is this is the end for me but he found a way to find hope that you know things for a better tomorrow mm. a better next year whenever it would be i think that's the gist of it i can't tell you the that, exact details of that it, is but, it and like i think you saying just that like would you say something that suicide was closer when you don't have as much yeah, hope, hope suicide becomes I think closer that, and i think it's, that's it's, that, it's not de- well the hopelessness would tie into severe depression but either i think yeah it's the hopelessness aspect that's when people start looking for a way out mm. if you've got hope just something to cling on to um i think that gives you drive even if you feel like shit mm. um you could be depressed as, I, uh, I agree but if you hope you can just got this little inkling that 10 years from now things could be better yeah five you know whenever it is that will give you a little bit of drive life may still be still be hard to get out of bed and all of that but 
it, you won't yeah you won't yeah. reach be like oh, i need to end this yeah I yeah i think hope, like hope a close big. is a good word because as morbid as it is it's, it's always an option for all of us and you could yep. and then if, if you don't if you don't have hope or belief that uh things are going to get better in the future then it's something it's, you could I don't, ranch it right down to something like uh i don't know i don't want to uh, yeah i, I, yeah, I don't subject but you could you could lose your job and then be like oh sweet like, yeah what's i don't the see what's anymore? the point yeah. yeah i i don't think it's, For some people will be like oh lose your job i'll, I'll find another one probably but yeah. if you don't yeah think i don't way. think it's possible to function for very long if you're truly hopeless i think yeah the end is nigh um if, if you lose all hope uh or certainly if you if you do survive live um It'll be a very dysfunction, you know. Yeah, you're probably going to turn to heavy substance. Yeah, things like that. it's going to get real messy. But if you can just claw on to hope, as I say, you might not be living the perfect. You know, you might still be struggling to get out of bed, and that's what I mean. You might be unemployed and all of that, and real depressed. But you just have a little feeling that things can get better. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I just know that they. It's, it's possible. Faith. It's not impossible because yeah, I think faith. Yeah. Yeah, face the word that it comes. Reminds to me of like I think it's Fight Club. The losing all hope was freedom, but it's like <laughs> complete opposite. Mm. Yeah, I, well, it depends how you. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of the context of that. Um, Just forget what I said then. No, no, <laughs> no. You've got to think about that. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. point because I'm thinking is that in the context of like hoping in terms of like oh, the obama hope campaign like oh you know we're gonna build this big but you know we're gonna live you know we're gonna have all these material goods which is heavily yeah. tied into that movie. you're gonna have, you know is that i, I read it yeah. i read it as being attached to hope in like a more buddhist sense where we're okay. like the attachment and like the hope that something will turn out a certain way and when it doesn't it completely ruins your day right it doesn't turn out exactly how you yep. wanted it ruins your day. you know if i'm if something or other if uh, hoping for for like an early finish on a friday and then instead of at three o'clock you finish yeah. at 4 yeah. 35 and then it's a normal day but because you hoped that it was yeah. going to be an early finish it completely throws you off at otherwise yeah. you know what i mean so that's how i take it yeah it's like yeah. The, the attachment yeah I, I have to rewatch that to to um yeah to, yeah, to actually get a feel for that i've watched it um but yeah don't, i i know there's a lot of like you know crafty one-liners in it yeah um, they're kind of quotable quotes but i think my understanding of that movie anyway is it's actually technically a parody so a lot of people Probably. in the red pill community it's kind of like the matrix how the matrix is mm. kind of a terrible red pill analogy because it's actually uh made by transgenders and it's a transgender like analogy the whole red pill thing it's about accepting that, that you're uh, going to be a man or a woman not or whatever you're not yeah and, and it's, so it's ironic that it gets used by people who typically highly anti-trans and whatnot mm-hmm. um and so it's same with fight club i believe it's like a parody it's meant to be like the tyler durden character who's the brad pitt uh, that's meant to be like taking the piss essentially of like that red pill character the stereo alpha macho ooh, look at me. It, it's i i believe i that yeah it's like hammed up the character uh, to like yeah, extreme uh, uh, yeah so and it's meant to be taking the piss of it like that's trying to actually paint an example of like, how pathetic mm. that is arguably i don't know yeah okay. I, I believe that that's the actual case of it. fight club um but if you just take it at face value it's like oh yeah like yeah um you know that's you, a, that's the quality can, of a good movie eh? when it has multiple levels like that you can watch yeah. it as a child and be like this is sick and then watch it as an adult and yeah 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 when yeah. you're depressed yeah <laughs> and realize the truth of yeah. it yeah yeah cool. what do you reckon should we end on that on that note 
There's nothing else I really wanted to say. Oh, yeah, one one thing. One thing I wanted right. to say was that I think the general advice that you would expect someone to say would be uh, to, and especially in the context of suffering now versus suffering later, when we're talking about temporally, so like in our 20s, young, say young generally, work hard now. That's, why, that's the lesson you get from the parents and society. Yeah. Work hard now. And then, so you can enjoy life later. Yeah. We've already kind of maybe alluded to the fact that it might be a bit of a bit overpromised, overhyped. But actually, and off that, we I think more people, myself included, need to be reminded and realise that now is as, as almost as good as you're ever going to feel. And yeah, uh, I think almost the opposite, not the opposite, because you still need to be taken care of when you're older. But you really need to. Enjoy the responsibilities, quote suffering that you have now. Whether that's like whether it might be a child and you might be like, or or a job you don't like, uh, you have to somehow figure out to enjoy it now. Yeah, because not if you're doing it anyway, and like with complaining, it just adds an extra layer of L to yeah, the situation. Well, it's a, a whole extra. Just to briefly touch back on that, another like key concept or to that is is a if you think about and and there'll be the person who says oh well, i complain i got a refund so in the right circumstance <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna I was, what <laughs> i was yeah, so I'll, I'll start start by saying is that in most cases complaining won't like change anything so, so there's just no benefit to complaining I, yeah it's a quick hit like it makes you feel sorry for yourself you want to feel and then you want other people to feel sorry for you so it's like a one of these dirty pleasures mm. uh but as i say Good like word. complaining in a valid situation in a respectful manner is obviously valid um but yeah just like complaining about life like oh the weather's crap well you can't complaining's not gonna change the weather like all mm. these little things like complaining about your circumstances oh you know i hate my job well only you can find a way to change your job mm. and it might be really hard it might mean that you have to retrain it might mean you have to level up and that's going to require significant input mm. but only you can do that complaining won't fix it like it's not someone who's just going to come past and be like oh Oh, you're complaining. Well, I've got this great job. You can come. You're no. someone I want in my yeah, company. Yeah, no, complete opposite, right? If you put yourself out there in a positive manner, someone might just be like, "Oh, you're you're a cool dude." Like, yeah, I overheard this conversation, and like, you, this might be a good. Yeah, like, mm. so completely opposite, being positive, and always putting a positive spin on things can potentially. Uh, reap rewards yeah complaining, well, it's, at least it's more likely to reap rewards than yeah again complaining it, it, about it might not it's, in most cases it won't yeah. but it like could, you said yeah it, it can just the chances yeah you can complain and get a refund and that's kind of and, and that's I suppose completely valid if if it's if yeah you've got a product that's faulty but just, yeah you probably don't want to be like oh fuck me fuck you and all that rude that rude person but if you complain and say hey guys sorry your product's faulty like that's yeah complaining within reason in a and a yeah, we're talking a different mindset. Yeah, we're yeah. we're talking more about complaining about yourself, your circumstances, your life, as opposed to complaining about a tangible yeah thing, which is completely valid for sure. Um, if you feel if it's not worth your time, then don't. Then that, that's equally as valid. Which I think I say I've had that in cases where something hasn't worked as it should, but it's mm. just not really worth. In, yeah. In terms of that as well, I think and myself included. Um, just don't quite quite properly seriously like really seriously visualize what i want and what uh yeah. what i want my life to look like until maybe more recently and yeah. even now i don't spend that much time on it but um vision board i've read that they're good 
I've never done one myself where you pin up something with like your dream life on it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something, there's really something to that. And yeah. too many of us, and I think the it's kind of sold in that way where it's like, uh, don't worry, like just just ignore ignore your unhappiness about someone's the situation. Don't bother trying to change it. Just wait until you're 65 and yeah. everything will be I, all right. Just wait till you're 65. For me, like touching back to where you're 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 going, um, and it won't be sixty five by the time we get to sixty five. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, it'll be at least sixty seven. Nah, yeah, we'll be um, closer to seventy probably. You're gonna have fifty years, and it won't be, it'll be drastically more. It'll be sixty seven. I can't. It can't be too definitely. much. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, at the minimum. Um, but yeah, like where you were going with yeah, with like this idea, yeah, like work hard now and then yeah, like later on. Like I, I don't think that it, the idea is completely false, and I think really the key takeaway for me is it's one of these things where you, the Goldilocks zone is enjoy the journey, not the destination. So that's a fine enjoyment in what you're doing now, with the knowledge that yeah, you will eventually, hopefully, if you do things right, end up in this place where you where it's supposed to be mm. the you know Valhalla or whatever you know. Yeah. But but it, it really won't be. So that's that fine enjoyment in the in that journey the process um i i think i think that's the key and i still think yeah like, it's a good idea i think like the ideal destination is is that yes you have financial security so that you can do whatever you want um uh, but yeah you'll probably as i say once you get to that point you'll still want to be working on things as i say whether it's a, a job a business or just a community like that you might run just decide you want to like um do a whole lot of volunteering or something yeah you just yeah 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 i know what you mean good point yeah well i don't know if it's all right with you guys but i think this may kind of be a good wrap up which this is the serenity prayer which is or sometimes used in alcoholics anonymous sick so you interpret it with a grain of salt or however you like but anyway read slowly for my slow brain all right god Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's very, very sage advice. So mm. I think maybe we'll, uh, we'll end on that note. Yep. Epic, the serenity prayer. Yeah, That's thanks cool. everyone for yep. listening. Um, episode twenty, and we'll see you for the next one. Sick. Thanks, Peace guys. Out. Bye. Peace.